Greetings, guys, and I hope all is well with you. Come on in, come on in, grab a good pad, good pen, as well as a good friend, and welcome to Evolution Now. I am your host, T.S. Bradshaw, with your co-host, Saya. Hello, everybody. Once again, how are you all doing today? Uh, as usual, I want to thank you all for tuning in for today's podcast. And together, we host the Evolution Now podcast. So, you know, as usual, if you have an astrology, numerology, or topic-related question or comment that you want answered or shared, definitely send your questions or comments to evolutionnow.org at gmail.com. And it just might make the upcoming shows, right, Socks? Just might, indeed. Yeah, so um, we're back. Uh, We just had a super full moon in the sign of Aquarius. And uh, how did that super full moon in Aquarius treat you? Um, You know, I didn't really feel it. (laughs) I didn't really feel myself. I'm not sure if some of you haven't either, or maybe you have. Uh, But for me personally, I didn't really feel much. Uh, What about you? Yeah, you know, for me, um, I kind of had a heightened feeling around it because, um, you know, I had the opportunity to look into what the super full moon in Aquarius is all about. And it was a time of evolutionary change in whatever area of the life that the full moon was transiting within your chart. So for me, it was definitely, um, you know, a time of feeling that evolutionary change, just honing in on whatever area of the life that that transit was taking place Mm. so yeah and just concentrating on that and allowing that change to happen yeah that that was it for me which was very significant because the evolutionary changes that are being made now if we um put our time and effort into focusing on that then we'll see a change because it's all about programming the subconscious mind you know with that energy yeah was that a little too deep? I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't. Okay, I hope it didn't go over anyone's heads in the audience, <laughs> in the listening audience. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, I know all of my clients and people that I work with, um, I had an opportunity to talk with them. And, um, you know, in the sessions that I have with them, um, I explain to them, you know, where these transits are occurring within their natal charts so that they can be ready and not have to get ready for some of the changes that may transpire within their lives so they have some insight clarity and direction as to where these transits are taking place for them as individual souls so you know if you have your natal chart and you know where 19 degrees, for example, where the super full moon in Aquarius took place, which was 19 degrees of Aquarius. If you have your natal chart and you can look to see where Aquarius is within your natal chart, look for 19 degrees of that sign and look to see what house that degree is within that sign. Um, that is where you may certainly, that's where, you know, not may certainly, that is where 
<laughs> that transit, the moon is going to be transiting or the energy of the super full moon is going to be taking place. And so that is where you want to look to uh, some evolutionary change happening. And we say evolutionary change because we already explained this in one of the, the uh, past episodes. The Quirates is about evolution, you know, and, you know, swift change because it's, it is co-ruled by Uranus. So, you know, change, change is afoot. But you want to know where change is going to be taking place. Swift change is going to be taking place within your within your life. And be ready so you don't have to get ready. I know that's right to make those changes. And so that's what we do when I, you know, work with um, my clientele. And so they're able to, you know, um, hone in and focus on those areas um, so that it could be more beneficial for them they're able to master that energy and not allow for that energy to, you know, knock them around. And they're like, you know, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening in my life. Well, let's take a look at the chart and see what it may be, you know, showing us. And so that's what we do. So how do you feel about that? You think that's beneficial? Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's very beneficial information. But, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to the individual as to how they will receive the information that you have just imported uh, to us all. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it is up to the individual because some people will take information and they do nothing with it. They just have the information, but they're not implementing, you know, um, you know, the, the knowledge that they received from the information. Right. And that's something that we certainly go over as well in, in one of the sessions you know, not one of the sessions, but in all the sessions that I have with my clients, I don't just, you know, talk to them about what is in their natal chart, but I also give them next steps. So that's the insight, the clarity, and then the direction is the next steps that they can potentially take um, to assist them in working with, you know, that particular transiting energy. Because it's not just about the, the energy itself, like the moon, you know, the super full moon energy, for example. It's not just about the super full moon energy and it being there. It's about how are you going to interact right. with that energy. So how you interact with the energy is what makes the difference, you know. So you are, a, you are literally a co-creator with the universe when yeah. it comes to, yeah, to your life. So... You know, I can certainly say that this super full moon in Aquarius was a powerful full moon energy. Um, I do know that some people were, you know, pretty emotional during and around the full moon. Um, and I asked you earlier and you were like, no, I didn't feel much of anything. That wasn't much emotional. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's just the energy that I carry, you know. Uh, I'm not really a feeling type of person. I'm trying to work on that, absolutely, uh, because I am, you know, aware of it. Whereas my mother, she is more in tune with her emotions, you know, so she's more receptive to that type of energy where uh, emotions are, you know, uh, can be influenced to be felt, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, and that's fine. That's okay, too. Some people were highly emotional. Um, and some people were not. Um, again, we were dealing with a super full moon. So that full moon energy was definitely closer to the Earth's, you know, atmosphere. Um, hence why it was called a super full moon. So we definitely had that happen. But also during that full moon, that particular full moon, we had a conjunction to Saturn uh, with that particular moon. And Saturn can be pretty pessimistic, melancholy, 
very restrictive. So, you know, that could certainly have had some effect um, on, you know, the emotions, right? Um, how we are emoting, you know, um, in our world. But, you know, it was a pretty good, uh, you know, full moon energy um, overall for me. So I would certainly say that. But also, too, at the same time, um, we were experiencing a lot of fixed energy. You know, a lot of, you know, um, fixed energy was taking place during the full moon, the super full moon in Aquarius. And that just means that there were many planets, a lot of planetary energy within fixed sign constellations at the time. Right. And so um, and there still are many planets within fixed sign constellations even right now as we speak and, and as we're doing this podcast so you know basically um we have the sun is in leo so the planet we consider the sun a planet and the moon a planet when we are you know working with planetary energy as astrologers right and so the sun is a planetary energy and it's in the sign of leo right now um we have uh the moon at this particular time that we are recording this is in the sign of Taurus. Okay. Venus is in Leo as well. Mars at this particular time is also in Taurus, but it will soon move into the sign of Gemini. All right. Which is more of a mute is a, mut a mutable sign, but um, it's in Taurus right now. And so Mars is in Taurus. Saturn is in Aquarius and it's retrograding and Uranus is also in Taurus. Okay. Um, and the true north node is also in Taurus as well. So that's like seven different cosmic energies within fixed signs. So that's a lot of fixed energy. Yeah. Seven. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what the um what the fixed signs are? All of them. All of the fixed signs. Oh, let me see. There is there is uh Leo, I know Leo's Leo's one. Uh, Aquarius is another. Uh, let me see here. Oh, let me remember. I think Taurus. Right. I think it is Taurus, yeah. And uh, Scorpio. And Capricorn. No, not, not Capricorn. Capricorn. You were good. You did good. You said it's only four. So oh, it was only four. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so it was. Yes. Yeah, right, I got it, was, it. Got it. Got it. It was Leo, and the opposite of Leo was Aquarius. It's Scorpio, and the opposite of Scorpio is Taurus. So it's four of them. Okay. Um. And so um, I thought you was playing with me for a minute, boy. You took some. Um. Uh, let me see. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you put me on the spot, you know, I had to get the, get the memory, you know, astrological memory and knowledge, you know, uh, to come back to me a little bit. It's been a while since you've questioned me about that. So, you know, you caught me off guard a little bit, but I'll be ready next time. Yeah, no, but I thought you had it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, okay, he, you had it, but then you added one on, but that's okay. That's all right. You, you, you know, you, 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 you got it. You yeah, got yeah. the one, the one Capricorn, but you was all right. I'm like. Is he playing with me right now or is he really serious? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, those are the fixed signs, everybody. 
Um, Leo was a fixed sign. Aquarius is a fixed sign. Scorpio and Taurus are the fixed signs. And so Taurus is considered fixed earth. Scorpio is considered fixed water. Okay. Leo is considered fixed fire. And Aquarius is considered fixed air. All right. And so there are three modes of action or three forces of energy. And we call them triplicity. Okay. So the triplicities are, you know, the modes of action. And so the three modes of action or the three forces of energy are cardinal. So it's cardinal energy. And then you have signs, you know, astrological signs that fall under the cardinal energy. And then you have the fixed energy, which is what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And then you have the signs that fall under that fixed energy you know, uh, force of energy. And then you have the mutable energy. And then you have four signs that fall under the mutable energy. All right, mutable sign energy. Your cardinal signs are the signs that start the seasons, right? That starts like the equinoxes and the uh, solstices, right? So Libra, well, let me just start. Aries is a cardinal sign. I know Capricorn is one. Yes, Capricorn. Now that's where Capricorn comes in at, right? Mm -hmm. So we have Aries. Um, we have uh, Libra. Uh, we have Capricorn. Um, and let me see. Uh, Cancer. Yeah. So Cancer is a cardinal sign as well, right? And then the mutables are Gemini. Virgo, right? Pisces. And let me see. What is a, um, it's Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, and then it is Sagittarius. There we go. So those are the mutable signs. But with this energy that we're talking about now is the fixed signs. And when we talk about fixed signs, you know, um, right now there's a lot of fixed energy like i said you know so it's 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 you know a mode of action or energy where we have a lot of this fixed energy right now in the cosmos and what's going on above is playing out down here below all right um on earth and so you've heard that axiom that which is above is below so a lot of that fixed energy is being played out in the cosmos and it is definitely um emulating down here on earth and so the fixed mode of energy can be you know uh consistent energy persistent can be very stubborn can be very rigid um and can be resistant to change okay or resistance to anything outside of itself coming in right um or any interferences so when we have heavy fixed energy we can be rigid we can feel that real rigid rigidness where we don't want to budge we don't want to move we just want to stay doing what we're doing how we're doing it and and things of that nature right um we could be stubborn uh you know uh there could be a lot of strong-willed energy right and resistance to change so i just want you guys to keep that in mind um uh, because i know that we do have saturn squaring uranus and when we have that there could be a lot of unpredictable restrictive um you know uh change happening you know um and so when that unpredictable restrictive change takes place 
especially under a lot of fixed energy, we're too rigid. We don't want unpredictable. Mm. We don't want change. Right, right. Right. And so when we have something already planned out and then something happens that doesn't go according to plan, we still want to make our plan happen. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so then that's when frustrations and irritations come in and, you know, cause things aren't working out in the way that we would like them to. And so we just need to just be patient, right? And be flexible, okay? And be open-minded when we find ourselves, um, you know, falling into, you know, those types of, of, you know, behaviors and mental rigid, rigid mental attitudes, right? With all of this fixed energy. So for all of our listeners out there, try to be more open-minded underneath all of this, you know, um, fixed energy, right? Try to be open-minded a bit, you know, where it, where it's needed. Try to certainly, you know, go with the flow, be adaptable, be flexible, and, you know, be open to change. Be open to change a little bit. And what's interesting about that is, is that, again, Mars is going to be moving into the sign of Gemini, and Gemini is the mutable sign. So maybe we'll get a little bit more of that adaptability there, right? Mm. Yeah, maybe we'll get a little bit more adaptability there because, again, Gemini is more flexible, um, and so very flexible, actually. <laughs> it likes to, you know, move about, right? It doesn't like to stay still, like fixed. Fixed sign is like, you know, let me stay where I'm at. Let me. Well, we always have to be doing something, you know. We can't just sit still, not doing anything. You know, I, I know that personally because I'm, uh, I'm a Gemini moon, you know, and um, yeah, I can't, I can't stay in in one place for too long, just sitting down and doing nothing. I have to be doing something with my hands or with my mind, you know. I just have to have to be doing something. So, yeah. We call that restlessness. <laughs> <laughs> the old restlessness in the building but yeah you know so it, everything has its place and you know everything you know um has its benefit you know not too much not too little right in the middle so wherever you know uh some flexibility is needed we have to try to be open enough to to utilize that be self-aware right as to when some flexibility is needed right. be self-aware when some you know, rigidity need, is yeah. needed because, you know, they're all needed at different times, yeah, not right? Too, not too much, not too little right in the middle, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're going to be having that coming up um, on the 20th of uh, August. That is when Mars is going to be moving into the sign of Gemini. Um, I talk a little bit about that on my Facebook Live, which is up right now on my Facebook page. So you can go to at Numerologist 7 Again, that is at Astro Numerologist 7 on Facebook. And you can certainly view that particular live. And that is the Mars in Gemini live. All right. Um, so you can go there and uh, check that out. Okay. Because we talk a little bit about what that means there. And we're going to definitely talk some more about the, you know, Mars in Gemini energy. Now, Leo is a fixed sign of persistent, controlled, you know, um, affection and things of that nature. You know, Leo is generous and we're still in Leo season, right? Um, and, and how has Leo season been for you so far? Has it been generous to you? Um, surprisingly, yes. It's been uh, more generous than I expected before Leo season had began. So I'm very grateful for that. Hmm, pray tell. Wow. Okay. 
Oh, very good. Very good. That's awesome. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a time to enjoy ourselves and, you know, uh, welcome in, you know, fun energy, right? Welcome in creative energy and um, heartfelt energy, right? Because Leo governs over the heart and we're, you know, almost at the end, Leo out, right? You know, like Ben Stiller said, and he dropped the mic, you know? Leo out, boom. You know, this season came in and it's getting ready to go out quickly. The next time we uh, come back on the live, it'll be Virgo season. Yeah. Yeah, our next episode will be in Virgo season, which is like, where did the time go? Where did the year go? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, and so, you know, um, if you haven't gotten it in now, get it in for all our listeners out there. Get it in and, you know, definitely enjoy yourselves and, you know, be generous where you can um, and be open to receiving, you know, from others. Be as receptive as you possibly can. Right. Be open to generosity from others as well as love. And we talked about that on the last um, podcast. Right. Um, when it came to the heart chakra. So if you guys didn't have an opportunity to listen to podcast episode eight, definitely check that out because uh, we are going in when it pertains to the chakras that, you know, you can certainly work on during Leo season, but definitely have fun. The fun isn't over yet. Leo season isn't gone just yet. So definitely continue to enjoy yourselves. Right. Um, and things of that nature. So, you know, Leo definitely is generosity. It is heart centered. It's also um, a sign that I hear loves hard. You know, I hear that Leo is a sign that loves hard. You know, when they love, they love, right? They are loyal, okay? Um, and things of that nature. But one of the things that I'm understanding that Leo may you know, need to learn. And every sign has something that has a lesson that they need to learn, right? Um, and one of them is humility, is to learn humility, right? To humble thyself because the ego can kind of get, you know, out of control and become the master. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, humility is key. So that's something to take with us during this Leo season as well. Um you know, is to love, be loyal, you know, enjoy yourself, be creative, be creatively self-expressive. But in all that you do, do it in humility and, you know, be humble. Sit down, right? That's what he said. Be humble. I think that's what he said. Yeah. You know, there's something about humility, you know, it's, it's you know, and then life has a way of humbling you too. Oh, yeah. When it's needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so there's something to be said about humility. And, um, you know, um, it, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and it, it just lets you know how much you do need to learn, or how much is more there for us to learn as humans. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's very interesting. So um, speaking of humility and being humble, let's be humble to this third quarter moon energy of, you know, culmination of plans and, you know, maturity of our labor, 
you know, that we've, you know, put out in some of these projects that we started at the new moon in Leo, right? And that we initiated there. Okay, so when we are under a third quarter moon, it's definitely a time for, you know, the things that we initiated and that we planted the seeds for to certainly um, come to fruition, come to completion. And we can see those things um, take concrete form, right? So this is a time where we are to certainly be focusing on that. We can see the results of our of our labor and we can see the results of the seeds that we've planted at the um, new moon in Leo. We will also be um, at the end of the um, week. I already talked about that, that, that Mars transiting into the sign of Gemini. So that's something to certainly look forward to. Um, also too, we're going to have um, Virgo season come in. So the sun is going to ingress into the sign of Virgo. And that is going to be happening on August 22nd. Okay. And numerically, the number 22 is a master number. That's right. Yeah, it's a master number. It's a master builder number. So that's something to certainly take note of. Um, and so in numerology, you know, the master builder number of 22 is considered the most successful number in numerology okay and is it is the most successful because it is able to you know um you know set foundations um work with systems very well um and work in large organizations and works it, it works well with large groups so it's it's very successful and it is also a number that can certainly leave a legacy um wherever it is able to shine its energy. Um, so yeah, very interesting, very interesting. So I, we should certainly be looking forward to that 22 energy coming in. Whenever it comes up, we should like, yeah, you know, definitely, Indeed. definitely, definitely. Um, but it's also grounding energy as well. So um, we'll be talking about you know, the Virgo season and the sun ingressing into the sign of Virgo um, on our next podcast episode, which will be episode 10. So we're going to get into that then. I like that. We're going to talk about... Yeah, that did rhyme perfect. It did, it didn't did. it? Oh, I love it. Um, So we're certainly going to do that. Um, I think I was Dr. Seuss. I think I had a little bit of Dr. Seuss energy. Here she goes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, for real. Like, I just be, I just rhyme on time. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's going on in the news? Speaking of time, uh, let's see here, real quick. Um, I think it's Jamie DeMond. He is the CEO. I, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but I think his name is Jamie DeMond or DeMond. Um, he is the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, and he believes that, you know, uh, we're going to have something take place worse than the recession. He thinks that what is coming uh, for our economy is going to be worse than a recession. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that. You know, he would say something like that, as I'm pretty sure a lot of people would uh, even say the same thing. 
um, you know, depending on their their experiences uh, due to this drastic economic shift that we are all experiencing. So, um, yeah, I can't say I'm too surprised that uh, to hear that from someone such as himself. Yeah, yeah you know, um, he's saying that something worse than a recession could be coming. And this is, you know, allegedly, this is what he said. And he said could be. He didn't say that it would be, but he said that it could be. Um, and again, you know, many astrologers um, have talked about, uh, you know, looking at transits in history um, and, you know, looking at what took place um, in society then when these transits took place in the past. And it's not to say that uh, what happened in the past will repeat itself exactly the way that it did in the past. But it is to say, it is something, it's like a, a template or a pattern that we can look at to say, hmm, it could be less than, you know, what happened then. Um, it could be the same or it could be potentially uh, worse, but we don't necessarily know. And so when it comes to astrology and using astrology as a predictive tool, um, we have to be very careful because the predictions aren't quite the same. Um, we just don't really know. What we do know is, as you know, people who study astrology, is that um, we must look at what has happened in the past when it came to certain transits or transits, right, period, um, planetary transits, that is. Uh, and, you know, just be aware that these are the things that happened in the past when this particular transit took place um, then in history and just, you know, be on the lookout as to what could potentially happen, you know, this time around. But it also depends on the interactive energy of the people and of the collective. Right. You know, and the decisions and choices that they make in the wake of what is happening. Exactly. So we don't quite know, um, you know, what to expect, uh, but we just want to be ready so we don't have to get ready. And so the last time um, that Uranus was in the sign of Taurus, uh, we had the Great Depression, it was World War II, there was rationing and things of that nature happening. And so, um, you know, we could potentially see, uh, you know, a recession or something happening as it pertains to our finances, um, our financial structure. And this is something that, you know, most astrologers have talked about already, um, as well as myself. So it's no surprise that we're having uh, some, you know, some economic turbulence with our financial structure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of finances, uh, the UK um, is stating that their inflation hit 10% um, um, as, you know, the cost of living accelerates, like the crisis, you know, is accelerating over in the UK. And in the US, uh, I think inflation hit 9.1%. Right. And so, you know, the price of food, the cost of living and things of that nature has certainly gone up. Right. 
And so, you know, with that, uh, I think Biden signed a Inflation Reduction Act. And I believe he signed that into law recently. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It cost them $730 billion, right? To have this uh, thing be passed. Or was it... I think it was, I think it was something like that. Well, it was, I believe, $750 billion. Um, and they passed uh, this bill so that they can put out 750 billion to to go towards you know health care taxes and climate change so it's a health care taxes and climate change bill and mm. so what they're saying is, is that this 750 billion um some of it is going to be allocated towards health care some is going to be allocated towards you know um uh, tax credit, some of it is going to be allocated towards climate change and, and helping with that. And this is supposed to help with reducing inflation, um, you know, reducing inflation. Right. Some people don't really quite believe it. They're trying to figure out how this is going to play out, um, you know, but it is said that uh, this bill is supposed to help to lower energy costs. Um, it is supposed to help with tax credits for those who are looking to switch to utilizing electric vehicles. Um, also to help with fast tax returns, uh, as well as help with cheaper prescription medications for seniors, um, and lower prices on other items and things of that nature. So I don't know you know we'll see what happens i think that some people are also concerned at the amount of money that 750 billion allegedly um that is going towards this um inflation reduction act right and how you know um dishing out more money is what has caused inflation mm. So um, this is going to be quite interesting to see how this pans out, how this turns out. And, you know, for me, I just feel like all of this is really under that Uranus and, and Taurus energy for me. You know, it's all playing out under that, under that energy in my perspective. Yeah, erratic changes. Yeah, you know, erratic changes. Um, you know, who knows if this you know, bill or this law is going to help immediate or, or send immediate help to, uh, you know, the people. But you know what I say, you know, you know, always be ready so you don't have to get ready. Um, you've got to understand that we have to look to, I would say, and I'm speaking in astrological terms, everybody that we have to look to that that Taurus and North Node energy. Taurus and North Node is saying to us, specifically as a collective, that we need to move towards gathering our own resources. So whether or not this bill helps or not, you have the power to assist yourself. You To be self-sufficient. Right, and that's what, you know, Taurus and the North Node is championing 
championing for society to to move towards self-sufficiency okay find ways of being more self-sufficient every day right and so that is my you know uh solution and my encouragement to all of the listeners out there find ways every day and this is what i tell my clients too find ways every day to be self-sufficient this is the season of leo what can you learn that is creative? What can you do now that is creative, that is a, a creative skill where, you know, the creative skill that you are focusing on now is going to be beneficial for you and your family. Exactly. Yeah. So utilize this time as well as the rest of the year, if you haven't already, to definitely gather skills and assist yourself you know, um, you know, Taurus is about values and what we value is important and we should value ourselves enough to value our talent and our skill sets because that's where the value lies, not necessarily in the possessions that we hold or the money that we obtain. Our value should be within ourselves and our skill sets, right? And our talents and who we are as soul beings right you have all that you need yes you were born with everything that you need you just have to tap into that so in a nutshell whether this bill passes or it, it passed but whether it helps or not if it helps wonderful great whoop-de-doo it's awesome right we'll take it but if it doesn't right um you are solely responsible for you and your household right or you helping your household so how could you you know be resourceful enough to help your own household what can you do what can you bring to the table you know to help yourself all right so self-sufficiency is key in these days and times um would you agree saya absolutely would yeah. So, you know, guys, that is that is some encouragement for you all. I hope that you guys out there that are listening, that you are certainly taking some time to find ways to be self-sufficient every day. You know, and certain things that you may not, you know, need anymore um, that you don't necessarily. Uh, that's just collecting dust, you know, sell it, get rid of it, um, you know, lighten your load so that you can bring in more finances for yourself right in these days and times okay whatever you can sell sell this is a time for us to be minimal as much as we possibly can right so um i just want to put that out there yeah 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 so we we're not just talking about you know the transits and what's happening in our world right we're also giving some solutions too i think that that's important you know because we can talk about what is going on in the world and you know, um, that's not favorable, but how can we be alchemists and turn the situation around to assist us? It all starts and begins with each and every one of us, right? And so, um, you know, start being more resourceful. How can I be more self-reliant? How can I be more resourceful each day? It can I grow something? Can I make something? Can I you know, what, what can I do to be more resourceful to help myself and my family in the event that I am not able to get outside help, right? So 
that is that on that. Um, but I love that because that's how the cosmos works. It gives us these transits um, and they're speaking to us. They're giving us messages through these transits. Yeah, they're trying to, they're screaming like, hey, this is what we want you to do. We want you to pay attention to this part, right? And get it. Now, um, pop culture real quick. Let's talk about pop culture and what's going on there. All right. Um, let's see. I, oh, yes. We had um, Anne Heche, uh is an American actress who recently uh, passed away in a tragic car accident in Los Angeles, California. And this happened on August the 12th. Um, Anne was born on May 25th, 1969. Okay. Um, she was a first decadent Gemini. Uh, and what else can I say about Anne? She, she, her moon was in the sign of Virgo. All right. Um, and so, you know, this lets me know that she was definitely a person who was deep thinking, um, very much into research, right? Uh, she was a person who definitely researched things, um, a lot, um, intellectual person, uh, definitely a person who liked to speak and talk. Yeah, to be a good communicator. Yeah, you know, um, communicative-wise, very good in that regard, and things of that nature. Um, She was certainly in a a tragic car accident, um, again, in L.A. on August the 12th, um, and um, that cut her life, you know, short. So she has transitioned um, now, and we want to send, you know, definitely her fans and her family um, much peace, love, light, and continue healing during this time of grieving um, and comfort we want to send to them as well. I know this is a very sensitive time, and I'm not going to go too much into uh, Anne's astrological or numerical energy because it is a sensitive time. Um, however, I do want to say, it, it, in looking at her chart, I feel like it's worth noting this as a teachable moment for everyone. I just want to reiterate this. You never know what an individual soul or an individual person is going through. So be kind to them, right? First of all, be kind to them and reach out to them to see how they're doing. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, Reach out to people that are in your lives because you never know what they're going through. You never know, um, you know, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, physically, or even spiritually, um, what they are going through. And they may very well need um, your advice, your assistance, yes, your kindness and things of that nature. So I will say this, you know... um, Reach out to people that are in your lives. We are in the sixth universal year right now in 2022. And this is about love, love of self and love of others, you know, you know, caring and nurturing love of others as well as caring and nurturing love of self. So, and it's about relationships. So take inventory, everybody, of your relationships. See where they are at. You know, what is the status of your relationships with certain people? And, um, you know, try to certainly reach out to see how people are doing. 
you know, in your lives. And you know who you need to reach out to and you know who you may not need to reach out to at, you know, this particular time. But, you know, if your intuition is telling you that you may need to reach out to a person, follow your intuition. It's there for a reason. All right. And I just, again, want to give uh, my love, my, um, you know, um, heartfelt sincerity to um, Anne Haitian's family. Um, they may or may not hear this. I don't know. But I just want to certainly put that out there as well as, um, you know, sincere, heartfelt um, condolences to fans because people who are fans of actors, actresses and you know, singers and things, they are, they be, they come, become quite close and attached to these people, these celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. You see it very often. Yeah. And so, you know, um, we want to be sensitive and this is something too, um, you know, I am on, you know, certain astrology, um, pages and groups. And it was a question of, is it too soon to talk about, um, you know, tragic events happening, you know, to astrology, not to astrologers, but to people when you are an astrologer, because we certainly have access to, you know, information. When we look at a natal chart or, in, and in my case, not just a natal chart, but a numerical chart, right? We are able to glean from the information in a natal chart and a numerical chart and gain insight to the soul of that person or the situations that are happening within their lives that other people may not. And so, you know, uh, the question is, is, you know, is it too soon to talk about what, what data we found, what insights we have found in the chart, right? Whether it's a natal chart. And in my case, once again, and for those who are numerologists, you would know, and in also in the charts of, of the numerical chart, we can certainly glean insight and information around, you know, events and in and, and people's lives. So, uh, you know, is it too soon to talk about it? You know, what we've what we've gathered? Um, is it insensitive and things of that nature? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it, it's too soon to kind of divulge information? If you are looking into a chart or I don't think it's too soon. No, no, I don't think it's too soon. No. Yeah. Some people think it's too soon because they feel like it's too, it's insensitive, you know, to the family and uh, of, of, of the soul of the individual soul of the person. Well, yeah, I could understand that from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it really is up to how you are utilizing the data or the insight that you have gleaned from the chart of the person that has transitioned. Right. Um, it's about the intent, you know, what is your intent? For me, I felt like, you know, there was a teachable moment here. And so that's why I said what I said, but I didn't divulge everything that I found in the chart. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, so, because I don't want to be, insensitive but i do want to um acknowledge uh the fact that um you know we we have had um you know a tragic situation happen and um we have had a soul transition from this earth right 
that does need recognition because they came here and they did she did what she had she 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 acted and she gave you know her talent and her skill sets to the world and that is to be commended absolutely yeah and so you know for me it's recognizing um and hish for her work and what she had left for us to um enjoy yeah um but also to let people know also too to definitely check on you know your people um and those who may be in your life that you may not have checked on in in a while because that's important as well too so um also too we've had this ongoing i guess uh talks about pete davidson and um kim kardashian in yep yeah, the, the two has split. Pete is a Scorpio. He is a third decanate Scorpio, born November 16th, 1993. Um, and with him being a third decanate Scorpio, he has a bit of cancer energy there. So he has that Mars Pluto from Scorpio, but a bit of this moon energy kind of balancing that Mars Pluto energy out a bit. Um, so he has a bit of cancer energy with him. Uh, this definitely allows him to be, you know, sympathetic and, you know, very psychic. Whether, you know, that's psychic energy and very much intuitive energy um, because Scorpio in and of itself is an intuitive sign. And Cancer is also a water sign. So, you know, that's also uh, very intuitive and very sensitive to energy as well. So this is what can potentially make Pete, you know, be very, you know, um, intuitive and sympathetic and kind. Uh, he is definitely born on the 16th day. So that lets me know that he does have excellent intuition, right? Um, when you break the number 16 down, it's the number seven. The number seven is, you know, considered the most spiritual number in numerology. It is oriented to the spirit and the realm of spirit. So, you know, Pete might very well be a person that is oriented to you know, the spiritual realms. And this is something that we may or may not know, right, about him. He may very well be oriented to towards philosophy as well. Um, so, but I can definitely see he is a person that likes his own space and his own time to himself too. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's definitely something that I see about him. And he could also be a person that's very analytical as well right uh let's see here with pete he, he is experiencing a year where relationships are going to be at the forefront for him so this is the year where you know relationship issues are going to come up so it's no surprise that you know the situation between him and kim has come up um this year right um so but this is the year where relationships are going to come up for him and it's going to be a time for him to certainly focus on those issues and handle them. And I'm sure he'll handle them well, considering that he does have, you know, um, a lot of uh, cancer, like cancer and, you know, Scorpio energy. However, he is a Capricorn moon. And so with a Capricorn moon, that could be, you know, a little restrictive when it comes to the emotion. So, you know, when the moon is in Capricorn, that could be, you know, I think it's in its fall there. Yeah, I believe it is. And so, um, yeah, or it's detriment because it's in the 
planetary energy of its opposite sign. Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't want to get too technical, but just know that it's a it's a bit of a um, um, a compromising position for the moon when it's in the sign of Capricorn. Let's just put it that way, right? Um, and so it can restrict the emotions. It can restrict the emotions in a way. So this is definitely a time for Pete to certainly, um, you know, focus on relationships, focus on family and things of that nature uh, during this time. Um, so we'll, I don't know, do you feel like they might get back together? You know how people do. They, they split up and then they come back they split up and then they come back do you see a, a comeback don't call it a comeback well you know that depends on you know how strong their connection really was you know all we see is what we want them to see in terms of their relationship when they were still together um we truly don't know how the dia uh the dynamics between those two truly work you know uh behind the scenes behind the you know uh I guess somewhat of a facade, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I don't know. I know that they both have Mercury in in Scorpio. So they both, him and Kim, both communicate um, very similarly because they both have, you know, Mercury in Scorpio. They communicate, they could probably communicate in a very passionate and intense way, right? In a very deep way, right? Um, so, you know, that, that is, it's very interesting, you know, finding that out. And speaking of Kim, Kim, uh, is a Libra. So she's October 21st, 1980. Uh, she's a third decadent Libra. So she's got that Libra Gemini energy going on. Right. Um, there's a, a bit of restlessness for her. Um, they're very, she could be adaptable and versatile. I can see that. I can see that about Kim Kardashian where she has like this light airiness about her, which is very Libra, but very flexible. Like, you know, whatever is happening, she she can she can get with it. Like, you know, like if you're doing this, OK, I can get with that. She's doing it. OK, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get with that, too. Like I can get with whatever is whatever is being presented. Very true. Yeah, I, I feel that from her. So she's very adaptable and versatile. Um and and this is a year where Kim is definitely going to have to probably make some decisions on her own because this is a very independent type of energy for her this year where, you know, um, Pete is more in a year of, you know, focusing on relationships, family and, you know, things of that nature. Um, Kim is definitely in a year where it's more independent, it's probably, you know, more enterprising, more about her, you know, more about like new beginnings for her and things of that nature right um so you know they're in different personal year energies right now right but i also see that p has some some advancements coming up you know so when it comes to you know career wise he has some advancements coming up this year so he's going to more than likely be geared towards the career. And what some people um, may not know, the type of personal year that he's in is definitely geared towards business or taking, you know, taking care of business, too. So and it, it's, it's a year where he has to balance and harmonize, find that balance between career, work and relationships, the home and family. So, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. 
and so does Kim too. So I think that this is like a telltale sign of what was said in the media about why they kind of decided to part ways. Yeah, like they both are kind of like busy or, you know, have career things going on. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to have some, she's probably going to have some new enterprising things happening that's going to be taking up her time. And Pete is going to have, you know, more advancement, you know, financial advancements and more opportunities when it comes to his career. And so he has to be available to take advantage of those opportunities. So, yeah, you know, guys, I'm just explaining the why. And I believe that Kim's moon is in Pisces. So that's interesting because you've got Pete who has a moon sign that is more earthy and more grounding right where kim's moon is watery and very feeling yeah that pisces moon energy and yes that is very kind of like feeling energy there yep <laughs> so you know very interesting so well i wish everybody the best and whatever it is that they decide to do whether they decide to you know call it quits and and say hey we did what we came to do all right and we tried our best you know maybe it's time to truly move on you know yeah yeah or if they decide hey let's give this thing another chance but i really feel like um this is it yeah i think so yeah i agree i feel like that they they did what they had to do they came together and you know tried it tried to see what it was what what could come of it right and uh released it yeah i think so i think so um for my scorpios out there because i know pete is a scorpio for my scorpios uranus is definitely transiting in the seventh house of partnerships and marriage and that is the relationship house and so you know there's a lot of you know tumultuous change happening when it comes to relationships and so with him having the type of year that he's having that's highlighting relationships for him and that Uranus energy transiting in the seventh house for all of my Scorpios out there. I'm wishing I'm sending you guys so much love and, and you know, yeah, heartfelt love. Let you guys know you guys, you guys, you guys rock. You got this. You've got this. No worries. Okay. You've got this. You can make it through. All right. Um, my Scorpio sun and rising, you can make it through as far as, you know, this, this, this transiting, uh, situation happening with the seventh house, right? Depending on where you are on the spectrum of this transit, right? Um, and how you are choosing to interact with the energy of that transit. And not to mention, we also have for my Scorpios out there, uh, the South node. In the sign of Scorpio and that's karmic energy that is being able to face those hidden closeted things right those skeletons in the closet that needs to be faced right um, and and handling them right karmic energy of the past we need to relinquish and let go for my Scorpios out there all right so this is um it's not it's not easy but it's worth it let me just put it that way it's not easy but it's worth it if you do the work get your support system okay um in place um and and do the work it'll all work out 
it'll all work out it will all work out so you know um we have to make peace my scorpios out there we have to make peace with with past issues um that we haven't uh quite faced as of yet because if you don't stop and face it it will chase you it will continue to chase you until you do okay so let's handle it and so with that being said we are wishing you guys all much peace love light and continue healing out there for all of our listeners thank you guys for certainly spending this time um with us um and for those of you who are uh definitely interested in receiving a natal chart a numerical chart or a, a business session reading um as well as a metaphysical counseling session uh you can certainly book your session at www.evolutionnow.org you can book it there um you can also look at the services in the descriptions of the services and what um it's provided there as well um, for you to choose from also too if you are on facebook or instagram you can follow me at astro numerologist 7 on there on both of those platforms so that's where you can reach me as well and when you go to the site right when you go to the social media site if you're interested in you know certainly supporting the evolution now merch you can certainly find the links on any one of my social media sites, um, especially on Facebook. There is a link there if you would like to certainly support the Evolution Now merchandise because we have sweatshirts that says, you know, T-shirts and all types of things that brings forth a encouraging message of, you know, be ready so you don't have to get ready, as well as maximize your now moment and keep moving forward. So if you would like to certainly um, purchase any of those, you can certainly do that um, on the links that are on my social media site. Okay. And so that is it for us. Until next time, you want to, what, maximize your now moment and keep moving forward. In order for you to ascend, you must begin from within. You want to be ready so you don't have to get, get ready. ready. All right. So um, until next time, guys, um, be well. And we will reconvene on the next episode.